Hello, everyone. This is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another session. Today, I have a special guest, a friend, a mentor, a fellow speaker, Johnny Campbell, the transition man. He has many different abbreviations and title after his name, but I want you to hear from him. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I want to welcome you to Speak Brave. I want to make sure that the audience gets to know you. I know you are quite famous. <laughs> you're busy and you and you travel all over, right? The yep, United yep. States and Canada, mm-hmm. and you speak to groups and organizations. Yeah. What do you? Get, let's just get started. Let's get to know you. Okay. Can you tell us how did Johnny become Johnny, and what do you do? All right. Well, what I actually do is I help a lot of organizations that are going through change. I, I show them how to embrace it how to be more productive during it, and also how to profit from change. So when most organizations are they're rolling something out new, they're trying to get their team to a new place of development and growth, then my job is to come in there and help them get to that place by talking, even delivering presentations and trainings on how to be more productive and see the new opportunity as a real opportunity for growth and development. My career started, I've been a speaker now for 19 years, mm-hmm. But I started my career in insurance, and that's where I first started. I sold insurance. I was a claims adjuster for over 10 years. I was a part of five downsizings and mergers during this time period. And when the third one came around, I got promoted into training. And my job was to help people cope with the transitional periods there with the downsizing. Some people were leaving. Some people were staying. But we were always moving forward. And so my job was to kind of help people cope with that. I don't have a degree in psychology, but I became very good at change management, how to help people deal with these transitions. And that le- the lessons I learned are now the lessons that I teach around the country on how to really navigate change and how to be more productive. Mm-hmm. And Mark, here's a secret if you didn't know. People don't like change. Did you know that, Mark? Yes. I, I Well, I feel it in my life. Um, right. I know in in my head that right. change is good, mm-hmm. but in my heart, I may resist it. My entire being, I just don't like it. Right. I don't like it. Why? Because I think you know this and a lot of people can relate. Change a lot of times equals pain. Right. And pain is something we'd like to avoid or minimize because we're human. Don't mm-hmm. we? I mean, I, I, I want to make sure that how you feel about this. <laughs> Tell us exactly how you feel. Well, this, that is why when it comes to the idea of change, mm-hmm. I've learned to, let's just say, alter the language of change to help people become more embraceive. Like for those that are listening right now, if you were to say the word change and then say the word transition, say the word change. Change. Then say the word transition. Transition. Which one sounds better? Transition sounds better. To me, as right? A, as it a, sounds better yeah. to a majority of people because that's what we do in life. We make transitions to and through situations. See, change is merely the event. Okay, that's why it's so painful for people because it's an event. Mm-hmm. It is the transition that allows us to move past it and to move forward. And so, first step of getting people to embrace a situation is you have to have the right language mm-hmm. so that they are open to embracing the next steps in their life. So it's the language. So as a as a professional speaker, communicator, mm-hmm. how do you uh, make sure that, let's say, you are hired to come and speak to an event? Right. What are some of the things that you do as a professional 
uh, to make sure you're prepared to speak in the language of this audience. And you know what, Johnny? I need specific examples because I want to okay. make sure that we, we can right. uh, run with this. When you are dealing with a specific group, you must get their, whatever the topic is, you must find out what their values and beliefs are about it right out the gate. So if you say if they say they want to hire you to come in to speak on change, Johnny, what's their values and beliefs about change right now? Well, they don't like change right now, Johnny. They don't like it. So, okay. So I know that they don't like change because of how they view it. So I'm going to be altering the language so that they're more embracive of change. In other words, we're going to talk about it as a transition because that makes them more open instead of closed. Mm -hmm. Next, I'm going to ask them, what is the outcome that you would like to see happen for your group? Mm -hmm. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to be or what are they going to have or be able to accomplish at the end of my presentation? What do you want to see happen? Mm -hmm. and, the, and the person has to give me a clear picture mm -hmm. of what is supposed to happen at the end. Mm -hmm. And then that, with those two pieces, I know what their values and beliefs are. I know what they want at the end. And then I ask them one more critical question. What do you believe would be standing in their way? Not just the idea of change, but is there something within the change that they are resistant to? And once I know those pieces, then I can offer them principles mm -hmm. to follow. Mm -hmm. I can offer them tools to use, or I can offer them methods to overcome. Hmm. And then with those pieces, now I can structure my message, mm -hmm. my stories, my examples, and my illustrations. Mm -hmm. But I have to know that in order for me to help this organization or group of people navigate this uncertainty of change that they are experiencing. So values and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Then the outcome after you talk, right? And then the obstacle that stands in the way of to the, get that obstacle uh, to get the outcome that they're looking for. Um, what do they believe the obstacle are is going to be that's going to stand in their way? Is there an example you can give us that you remember? And the reason I ask about this, uh, this is a story-driven podcast, right? In Speak Brave, um, where I want to make sure that the guests go to the heart of the matter. And okay. sometimes we talk about things we're not comfortable. Uh, you don't have to tell us everything that's out there right. hiding. But I want to make sure that when somebody hears this, they say, okay, that really makes sense with, with me because you are speaking honestly and you right. take the courage to speak with, you know, with bravery. Right. Well, here's an example of it. Uh, Maybe well, it's a personal example. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's really when you start to think about something you want to accomplish in your life. Like I set a goal for myself, a goal to lose a little bit of weight. And that usually is normally the typical goal people set, but I, I set the goal. But my values and beliefs about goal setting wasn't very good. In other words, I wasn't, I was like, the idea of a goal was not resonating with me. Mm -hmm. And so instead of using the word goal, I said, where can I improve in my life? Where can I be better? How can I be better? So I said, this is not about goals, this is about improvement. That's what it's really about. And I could say goal, but I'm really focused on improvement. Now, what's going to stand in my way of accomplishing my end result? What's going to stand in my way? Organization. I wasn't very organized. I said, I have to have systems in place in order for me to stay organized so that I will go to the gym, so I will work out in a timely fashion, and so that I will eat at an appropriate time. Right. And so I started putting systems in place. In other words, and it's really when I use the word systems, these are just reminders to do certain things at a certain time of the day. Mm -hmm. This is practical as that, reminders. And so that when I get up in the morning, I do my work. At 12 o'clock, I go to the gym. You know, I make sure to just set reminders that now you're supposed to be going to the gym. You work out at the gym from 12 until 1.30, and then you're back home again, and you're back to work again. 
So I was setting myself up with reminders and systems in place. Also, it was me saying, okay, I need to have my lunch pre-prepared. Mm-hmm. Now, as an entrepreneur, you work from home and you can eat a whole oh, lot of yeah, crap. Absolutely. And that's how I really gained. Also uh, on the road. On the road. On the road a lot too. So I started pre-preparing my lunches so that I didn't have to think about it. So these are ways of creating systems for yourself. Anything you don't have to, because a system is supposed to help you not have to think about it. It's just done for you. It's there. And you just follow it. So it removes uh, that mental uh, cognitive load. Yes. So you can focus on the other stuff. Because wouldn't you agree? And the reason I, I know about this, and I have seen you talk, Johnny, I have seen you prepare, and this is for the audience, I have seen Johnny in action, <laughs> where you speak in front of the audience. And one of your slides and one of your shows, you have a man, or it could be a woman or a person, um, bending or like getting closer to the ground under all these rocks yes. that's sitting on the back of his um, load, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And remember what you said about this? I mean, man? well, I talked about that in the sense that most people in their life carry around a ton of bricks. And those bricks are their emotions, their feelings, their fears, their doubts, their worries, mm-hmm. their regrets. And they have to learn how to let that go. And and then and sometimes when, when you're letting go, it can be difficult. <laughs> and that's a part of change at times when people have yeah. to know you got to let something go. Right. And so when I talk to people, I said the first thing to letting something go is you have to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just they may have done something wrong and it might be totally your fault. But you eventually have to forgive yourself and let it go, you know, eventually. And if someone has done you wrong, if there's nothing that you can do about it, you have to let it go. Forgive. It is tough. I'm not telling anybody it's not easy. It's tough to forgive others, but you need to forgive so that you will let go and Mm -hmm. move forward. And that's tough. That's a tough one. But I've told people it's a ton of bricks, man. You can't walk around your life carrying a ton of bricks because you will not accomplish the things you want in your own life. So I always tell everybody when there's things happen in our lives, you know, accept the reality of that situation mm-hmm. and then ask yourself a question. What can I do about it? Right. If there's nothing that you can do about it, then let it go. If there's something you do about it, do what you can and then let go. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you, uh, Johnny, is so kind of get to know you a little bit more. You have traveled. Um, what I was saying, travel in your journey to be an entrepreneur. Right. right? You you start in Chicago, right? Yes. After mm-hmm. the insurance company. What uh, what do you think is one of the biggest failures that you have seen in your life? Uh, some of the things that you were like, mm, it was really dark and maybe painful at that time. But now you look at it and you think, hmm, that really made me who I am today. Contributed to my character. Or maybe, you know, it's it's something that, Juicy, right? Juicy, like if you're willing to. Yeah, I got that for you. When you are an entrepreneur, you have to live what you what you talk about, whatever it is. And as a professional speaker, I talk about how to overcome obstacles and move forward. And you, you, if that's what you are telling others, you have to live that as well. And the reason I can tell this idea about moving forward and not being so hard on yourself is because I've had things happen to me that would probably have destroyed or probably really sunk a lot of other people. I've had a house foreclosed. I've had two cars repossessed from me. As a matter of fact, I had a car repossessed to me while at a speech doing a presentation. They took my car. Uh, I've had you know, bad credit. My credit at one time was so bad, if someone stole my identity, all they could do is improve it. That's all they could do. It's <laughs> a good line. You know, it's all line. they could do. Yeah. And I've had all of these things happen, and never once did I think I was a terrible person. 
Never once did I think I was an awful person. I said, these are situations that happen when you have totally focused on achieving a specific goal. It's not that I didn't want to pay my house note on time. It's not that I didn't want to pay my car note on time. But all that mattered to me was getting to a certain place in my career. That's all that mattered to me. And I accepted the consequences of my actions because I knew that I could get it all back because of my belief in myself. Mm -hmm. So I never let those things slow me down or, or distraught me. But a lot of people they place their identity with these things and they assume they're a terrible person because these things have happened. Mm-hmm. These are things that happen. If I told myself, if I had a regular job, then I probably wouldn't have got my house foreclosed. I probably wouldn't have got two cars repoed. I probably wouldn't have had bad credit. But when you're chasing a dream and you say, this is what I believe in myself and I know I can accomplish it, then you accept the reality of that situation. You know, life's not perfect but you have something you want to accomplish. And because of those events, I, I call my, I'm pretty Teflon, right? I'm Teflon. Nothing rattles me because I've already been there. And so when people tell me stories about, oh, I don't know, I'm nervous. I'm like, when you are pursuing your dreams and goals, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. And you just have to have the courage to go forward in spite of. Mm-hmm. And if bad stuff happens, so be it. It's all for the sake of accomplishing your ultimate goal. I love that. And, you know, I think what you do, you paint the true story. Yeah. You, tr- you paint the true story. And because of your communication skills, I think people, no, not I think, I know people connect with you. I've seen you speak. Uh, what would advice would you tell someone who is starting out in their career? Let's be very specific. For a speaker. Okay. And then for somebody who maybe has a job, regular job, but they're not happy. Okay. And they want to learn how to communicate better so they can sell their pitch, maybe at Shark Tank or some, right. somewhere else. Like, uh, so for speaker, one advice to starting out. And for somebody who is, has okay paycheck right now, right. but what to focus on so they can make that move. Well, for a speaker, the first thing is quit trying to be perfect. All you need to become a speaker, and, and, and the barrier of entry is not great. All you need is this, a title to a program, a description and someone to call and see if they will book you to speak. Your biggest task is to try to figure out who can you help the most. A lot of speakers say, I have a message for everyone. Well, let me give you a clue. No, you don't. (laughs) Not everyone wants to hear your crappy message. (laughs) But there are a few people that want to hear your wonderful message, your wonderful story. You must find that audience that loves what you have to speak about. Yeah. And the only way, to know, only way to find them is to come up with a program with a title that's emotional, that expresses an emotion, a subtitle that describes it, and a description, and then you need to call people. Absolutely. And that's, and that's how you just started. Cold emails, emails, networking. I mean, what, what exactly do you mean call? Like go, call, email, well, here's, letters, what? Here's what I would suggest. I came out of the insurance industry. So who should I call? I call the people from the insurance industry. Everybody that's listening that has a job right now, your particular industry has associations and groups. Mm -hmm. You can call those associations and groups up and say, hey, I work in the industry, but I speak also, and I'd love to speak at your association. They're more likely to hire you because you have a connection to the industry and an understanding of the industry. Language. Language. Mm -hmm. And so you have a better likelihood of starting your career being paid because you went, you turned around. Like I worked in insurance, so I turned around and marketed and called on insurance groups. 
mm-hmm. because more than likely they would be willing to hire me. So that's what I would do. Now, of course, social media. Now, what do you mean by social media? One of the biggest things that you would need to do in there is truly post, like letting people know that you now speak, let them know your topic. And then after they know you speak in your topic, start posting questions and answers associated with what you speak about. So like I talk on change. So when I say people, I, I so I'll post in there about change. I'll say, well, most people don't like change, but here's why they don't like change and here's how they can embrace it. Mm-hmm. So I started posting that kind of content and it got people in the frame of mind that, oh, this is what this guy speaks about. Mm-hmm. And hence, that's how you start as a speaker. Now, entrepreneur-wise, the biggest thing is to understand marketplaces. You mean, are you positioning or your, uh, or your offer? Or Entrepreneurs, you first have to know what is your product that you're selling. Mm-hmm. You have to be clear about it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to start thinking about marketplaces. Like, where can this, where is this product already being sold? Mm-hmm. And who is it already being sold to? Mm-hmm. And how is it being sold? Mm-hmm. These are very important questions. Who is it being sold to? How and where? These are critical because you want to have a unique selling position. How do you have it? By noticing where people are already at. What are they already doing? See, there's hundreds of people that talk about change, but there's only a few that talk about transition. Right, which is part of your Right, uh, which is mine, yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm positioning myself in a way that they're not Mm -hmm. so that I become memorable. Mm -hmm. See, even my my tagline title called The Transition Man, that's my stage name. Yes, yes, yes. I came up with that to reposition me against my change management speaker counterparts. Mm-hmm. They, they, they talk on change management, but Johnny talks on, tra- on transition, and he's the transition man, yes. which makes him the authority on transitions. That's right. So it's a way of repositioning yourself. And for entrepreneurs, it's the same thing. You could sell what everybody else is selling, but you have to sell it in a different way, Right. and that could be through story. And it could be through who you're actually going to help with that product. And so you got to, if you're going to go out in the marketplace, you got to be looking around and say, who else is selling this? Mm -hmm. And if you say no one else is selling it, be very afraid if no one else is selling what you got. You might think you're in a blue ocean. You're in a red ocean. (laughs) It's dangerous because you are the first. And and when you're the first, there's a lot of casualties when you're the first at anything. That is true. I, I agree with you 100%. So be careful. If you look around and there's no one else selling what you're selling, you need to be nervous because there's a reason for that. Either there's no market that wants it or there's another barrier that's causing it not to have that many people. Mm. So you have to be conscious of that now. Right. And then right. there are other areas of entrepreneurial success where you have a patent, mm-hmm. you have a license that allows you to dominate a marketplace. Mm-hmm. But those are exceptions and not necessarily the norms for most right. entrepreneurs. Right. Wow, this is amazing, Johnny. I didn't, I didn't know we we're gonna go in that direction, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you shared this with us because a lot of listeners to this podcast are in the speaking business or in the communication business, and somebody who's just starting out, and it's good information. Right. So, Johnny, let's, um, you know, we, the time is coming yeah, up for yeah. us to mm-hmm. uh, wrap up. So, I want to make sure you have the time to explain where people can find you. What are you working on now? And where we'll see you next time. Well, they can find me at Rise Up and Win. That's R I S E U P and A N D Win W I N D. No, Rise and Up and Win, not win like the wind. Mm-hmm. Riseupandwin.com is my actual website. Mm-hmm. 
where people can find me. They can always go on to Facebook. They can go to LinkedIn and they can find me under there, Johnny Campbell. But you find me under the transition man under there. Mm-hmm. And if you got any questions, you can email me, Johnny at transitionman.com. Mm-hmm. If you got any questions about being a speaker, being an entrepreneur, but also I wanted to add this for my people that are listening that have careers. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand something about your career that you have right now. As you ascend to higher levels in your career, it will not be your technical ability that gets you promoted. It will be your communication skills and your leadership skills. That's it'll right. Be, yeah. It'll be you getting other people to do the technical work. Right. And because that is what is required, you have to make sure that you have honed your communication skills. That means joining Toastmasters. That means participating in organizations that can support your growth and your development. And a lot of people sometimes think because they're in management that they naturally are good leaders. No, you are a bad leader because right. you did not practice. Right. You did not rehearse. Most people get put in leadership not because they are well-trained. It's because that's just the next step. Right. You have to prepare yourself for the next step. And Toastmasters is an excellent place for you to improve your communication skills and your leadership skills. In and a your, safe place. And a safe place. And you learn how to run a meeting, and you learn how to delegate with confidence. One of the, and if anyone's listening to this, the worst thing you can do to people is micromanage them. You never get the best performance out of them. The only reason they're, the only reason they're doing what you say is because they're afraid of you. Yeah. They're not doing it because they're inspired by you. Hmm. You have to learn how to lead people so that they trust you and you trust them. I love this advice. Uh, thank you, Johnny. Yeah. Is this incredible? So we can find you at riseupandwin.com or you can email me at johnny at transitionman.com. If your group or organization needs a speaker or someone to come in and share some insights on how to get better, please reach out to me because I'm happy to serve. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Speak Brave. I'm truly honored and delighted that you would share some of your insight with us will you come back to the show in a few months and tell us where you are in the world and yes what are you working on happy to do it thank you so much everyone and don't forget to speak brave and i'll see you next week